What is up, you guys? You are tuning in to the Health Without Limits podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Prestano, a personal trainer, nutrition coach, teacher, wife, dog mom to two, and mommy to be. Wow, that's weird to say. After too many years of playing it cool and trying to live up to society's standards, I decided it was time to share my voice. I hope that this is a place you will come to share your journey and to feel supported on your way. We'll talk all things health, fitness, nutrition, motherhood, and just some good old girl chat. Thanks for coming along. Let's get going. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the Health Without Limits podcast. Today, I have Alexandra on the podcast as a guest. She is a registered dietitian that works with moms in their postpartum and in their breastfeeding journeys. I'm so excited to have her on to chat about optimizing your nutrition and really the whole postpartum journey. So thanks for coming on today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So why don't I hand it over to you? You can tell a little bit more about yourself and how you got into this field. Sure. Yeah. So as you said, my name's Alexandra and I'm a registered dietitian. And I started out more in the clinical nutrition part of things. So working in a hospital, um, I always knew that I was really drawn to the maternal health sphere ever since, you know, learning about it in school um, and just the the amazing part of that life stage is just how powerful nutrition can be um, for you know a pregnant woman. It's you're you're able to um, target both the mom's health but also her baby's health, and so it's just this really critical life stage. And so that's kind of where I started out. Like I, I really loved figuring out ways to help women optimize their, their nutrition during pregnancy. And so, you know, when I was in the hospitals, I was working with the OB units. Um, and then, you know, as I progressed in my career and decided I wanted to do more of a private practice, um, after I had my daughter, I made that shift and it was through my experience postpartum with her that I really realized that postpartum had to be a part of the conversation. I couldn't just focus on the fertility and preconception or pregnancy because as with so many other areas, it, the mom just gets kind of dropped at when you, you start going into postpartum and, and breastfeeding and, and early parenthood. And so I knew I, that I wanted to be that voice of support and continue to help women, uh, you know, figure out how to nurture their nutrition during this really important phase as well. And so, you know, having a postpartum experience with my daughter that, you know, was was challenging as most postpartums are, um, I, I knew that that had to be a part of my practice. And now that's, you know, one of my, one of the areas I'm most passionate about is that phase. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's interesting that you say that, like, you know, the mom kind of gets dropped. You know, I've had various guests on here in different realms of the pre and postnatal field, like lactation consultants, personal trainers, this kind of thing. And all have all of them have mentioned that same thing, that the mom just kind of gets forgotten because we're putting so much energy into baby, which, of course, but it's great that you're providing this content for moms to be able to feel more like themselves and optimize their health and the baby's health during this, like you said, challenging time. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think part of that is just reframing, you know, taking care of ourselves postpartum as a mom, as acknowledging that that is also helping the baby. It doesn't have to be one or the other. And so by prioritizing your health and your nutrition, you are then better able to care for your baby. And so I think sometimes relieving some of that, that guilt and that pressure, um, postpartum is really powerful. So a lot of it starts kind of with, with our mindset around self-care and, and our nutrition. Yeah. And so going off of that, when you're working with moms, what do you typically suggest? Like if they're at the very beginning of their journey with postpartum, what are some early practices that they could start implementing that would give them some of those benefits and giving baby some of those benefits too? Yeah. So at first, um, I mean, optimally, if we could do some preparation before postpartum, that's always ideal scenario. Um, so during pregnancy to be able to kind of, uh, have, have a little bit of a plan of, of, can I prep some food? Can I kind of line up my support? Um, what can I stock my kitchen with, you know, some easy options, knowing that those first days and weeks are going to be intense and, you know, you aren't going to have a lot of mental or physical capabilities to, you know, do research and, you know, pull together a complicated meal. It's just not going to happen. And so ideally that preparation, but if, you know, you find yourself in those early days or, you know, even as a dietitian, I had thought, okay, week 38 of my pregnancy, I'm going to do all my meal prep. And then at 38 weeks, I had my daughter and then I, I had nothing. And so, um, you know, if, if you don't have the opportunity to start early, then we can still, you know, create some, some easy ways in those first days to make sure you're still nourished. Um, so number one is going to be accepting support if, if it's available to you. So, you know, if you have people in your life who are saying, well, what can I do? You know, what do you need? Um, I always just say, you know, sometimes it's that mental piece of there's so many things that you don't even know what to tell someone. Um, just always say food. <laughs> and then, you know, you're always going to need to eat. Um, and so whether they're dropping off, you know, a meal, you can put it in the freezer or if they're, you know, the older order delivery for you, food is always something that can be beneficial. So if someone's offering support, you know, try to get into the habit of accepting it and knowing that that's not a sign of weakness. Um, so, so that's first. And then just in terms of easy options, um, I would recommend just having portable snacks um, available because, you know, especially in those early days, you may not have the time to even eat a full meal. Ideally, we want that, but if not, at least having, you know, bars or nuts and fruits and things like that, that you can kind of stock up around the house um, or, you know, in at, by a nursing station or by your bedside or wherever you happen to be during the day, just having some options around so you don't have to have the experience of just going, you know, long durations without eating because that consistent nutrient especially in those early days is going to help with recovery, help with your energy levels. Um, so we really want to try to get that nutrition in any way we can. Yeah, that's, I had had somebody give me the suggestion of starting to kind of stock the freezer, which I'm so glad I'm 
36 weeks pregnant right now and I spent this past week like trying to just get some snacks in there like pre-prep some of the muffins and stuff because I just know I feel so much better when I'm eating the foods that I'm used to but like you said you know it's it's knowing to prepare in advance and if somebody hadn't told me that I probably would have thought it's fine I'll just do it when when she comes so that's such a good tip yes yes that preparation can make a huge difference Now, with moms, too, that are in their postpartum journeys, you hear a lot about those hormone imbalances and the roller coaster that you go through with with those. Are there ways that moms could use their nutrition, their nutritional choices, to kind of help with those imbalances or at least alleviate some of the feelings that those bring? Yeah, yeah. There's such a range of, of hormone imbalances or, or shifts postpartum, and some of them, you know, are completely normal, and that's just what happens postpartum. We have that drastic drop in estrogen and progesterone after delivering the placenta, and so, you know, and, and if we're breastfeeding, then that kind of imbalance persists um, so that we are able to breastfeed. So it's, you know, it's designed, that's the way our bodies are designed. And so, you know, some of those changes, some of those symptoms are as a result of those natural and normal hormone shifts. Um, Now we can also get into some other hormone imbalances that are not you know normal and what we would want to try to nurture and address and so that could range from you know stress hormones can be out of balance so especially when we have sleep disruption which obviously is also par for the course postpartum um we can see that cortisol becoming a bit dysregulated and that can have cascading effects um, on how we feel and anything from cravings to metabolism to energy levels. And so since it has such a circadian rhythm link, um, we do see that, you know, altered postpartum sometimes. And so nutritionally for for stress hormones we and for for all hormones we want to be first of all for nutrition thinking about providing the building blocks via nutrients um to hormone synthesis the nutrients that are required for you know the production of our hormones and for the metabolism of them and so that's you know, we're going to focus on a balanced diet. We're going to focus on getting nutrient dense foods in throughout the day. Um, but also the consistency, like we talked about before, we don't want to go long periods of time without eating because that can set off a stress response in the body. So we don't want to aggravate that, um, with our nutrition. So, you know, that balance and that consistency is going to be really beneficial. Um, and then we could get into a whole other conversation on thyroid hormones, which can oftentimes get um, out of whack postpartum, we can see, you know, both extremes, um, elevated levels and, and lower levels. And so, you know, nutrition, again, the building blocks of those hormones and um, you, we can see whether, you know, is there a nutrition deficiency that's contributing to that? Is there some sort of, you know, infection or gut imbalance or, you know, so many different factors that can affect the hormones just depends on which ones we're looking at. But yes, nutrition is a powerful link with our hormone balance. Yeah. And it's like you said, it is so powerful that I think 
sometimes even, you know, pregnant or not, when you have those hormone imbalances, we're quick to like run to the doctor, see like what we need to do in that realm. And something as simple as what we're eating on a day-to-day basis could actually make the difference for us. And it's not really that hard of a thing to, to tweak. We just need to kind of figure out where that deficiency is. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, a multidisciplinary approach is always optimal. So, you know, let's think, do you need medication? Maybe you do. And so maybe that doctor is going to be the best person for you. Maybe we could also look at the lifestyle and see how to complement, you know, whatever treatment you're getting from your doctor. Um, And so, you know, does physical activity come into the picture? Do we need to talk about stress techniques? There's there's all, we wanna look at the full picture and use all of the professionals that, um, that are relevant uh, to, to these different issues. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you had started to touch a little bit on breastfeeding if moms are breastfeeding in their postpartum journeys. And so what does that look like for moms? You know, there's there's a different demand on your body in that sense. But at the same time, like you said, sometimes it's hard to get those meals in. So what are kind of like our needs if we're breastfeeding? And then how do we support those needs with this new schedule that we're on? That's a great question. So, you know, a lot of women are, you know, a little bit anxious or at least curious when I'm breastfeeding, you know, you hear numbers thrown out sometimes, okay, you need 500 extra calories or, you know, it burns this amount or that amount. And that can be stressful too. Okay. So how am I supposed to add this in? What does that look like? What is that, you know, how is that going to be practical? And so really we can again, take some of that stress away. What we really want to focus on is tuning into your hunger signals. You don't need to be counting and figuring out how can I get 500 calories here or there. If you are eating when you're hungry and paying attention to that appetite, which oftentimes is surging um, when you're breastfeeding, that's your body telling you that, okay, we need some more fuel here. Um, And so making sure that we can craft those meals to satisfy your hunger. Um, It doesn't mean that you, you, it's normal to feel, you know, out of control, starving all the time. If that's the case, then we want to see how can, how can we adjust your meals to make them more satisfying to you? Um, And then, you know, just, eating, eating to that point of satisfaction instead of trying to, you know, stuff in some extra calories because you're trying to hit a certain number. Um, so sometimes it it takes a little bit of relearning. Okay. How can I recognize my hunger cues? How can I create meals that are going to satisfy them? Um, and so, you know, at a basic level, we want to try to get that balance of macronutrients. So making sure all of our meals have protein, fats, carbs, and lots of, you know, colorful fruits and veggies. Um, Especially for breastfeeding, I think focusing in on those healthy fats um, and the protein, we really want to think about nutrient dense, because like you said, you don't have a lot of time. Sometimes you, you're, you're eating while you're nursing, or you have a really quick window to get some food. So it doesn't really make sense to have to rely on foods that require a large volume in order to fill up. So things like nuts and avocado and, you know, dried fruits and things that you could just grab a handful of and you get a big bang for your buck, those are the things that can be really helpful for snacking and for meals for breastfeeding. 
Yeah. And actually going right off of that, you share on your page too, just like that that's what you want to help moms do is, is keep it simple and not have to do these like big extravagant, you know, meals because you don't have time for that. So what are some of the ways that even whether it's you and your personal life or for moms that you're suggesting to like, what are some of those easy tips for meals? You mentioned like great ones for snacks, grab and go, but on minimal time, like what are some things that they could be doing? Yeah, so I think first of all, we want to start with having a plan because when you get to that in the moment decision making, chances are the baby's going to need something, you're going to be hungry and not, you know, brain capacity isn't going to be functioning optimally. And so if you are coming into a meal time or a snack time with no forethought, it can add a lot of stress um, and it can kind of just lead you to grabbing whatever is going to be easy, um, which might not make you feel your best uh, ultimately. And so having a general plan, this doesn't mean you need to, you know, plan out detailed recipes or, or do anything that takes a lot of time, just, you know, 20 minutes once a week, think about what you're going to make for even just, you know, dinners to start off. That's, you know, a common place, you know, a lot of people are used to having leftovers for lunch or, you know, cobbling things together. So just start with, with one meal and think of a plan for the week. And, you know, just having that idea that can inform your grocery shopping, it can inform, you know, that, that in the moment decision. And so it can take some of the stress off. I was just talking with a client recently and we came up with this strategy that she had been doing. Um, we kind of just built on it, but in, if, if it's overwhelming to think even of a plan for, for those days, try having kind of an assigned meal, so to speak, for each day of the week. So, you know, she really loved Taco Tuesdays for her family. And so we came up with a couple other options like that, whether it's like, okay, one meal, one night is going to be a pasta night. One night is going to be, you know, a breakfast for dinner type thing. Maybe another is like sandwiches or salads or soups or something like that. And then each week you can do a variation on that. So, you know, you could have Taco Tuesday every single week, but one week it's, beans, one week it's beef, one chicken, and you have shrimp. And so you can have um, variety, but keeping it simple and categorized in your mind so you don't have to do as much work each week. You just are, are figuring out how to tweak it every time. Um, so that, you know, there, there are a lot of different tips that way that you can make the meal planning process a lot easier. Um, and then you want to kind of just think about what strategies work for you. For some people, it's going to be, they have a little bit of extra time maybe in the morning or afternoon so they can do like a crock pot meal because dinner time's really stressful. For others, maybe like we said, breakfast for dinner, maybe breakfast foods are really easy for you to, to pull together. And so, so that could be a really helpful strategy for a weeknight meal. So doing some reflections and seeing what, what are your constraints? What are your limits? Is it time in the moment? Is it, you know, coming up with new ideas? Is it like the grocery shopping aspect? Where, where are your struggles coming from? And then, then we can try to figure out, okay, let's think of some strategies to address that issue. Um, but there, there are definitely always ways that we can make it more manageable. It does not have to be complicated. I love that idea of assigning like a different, you know, a night as something like themed. And 
I think sometimes that's where nutrition can become overwhelming for people is they want to eat healthy, but they feel like it's repetitive. They feel like they don't know how to mix it up and then they just, you know what, it's too much. I'm just not going to do it. But something like that, you're right, is so simple. There's so many different tacos you can make. There's so many different sandwiches that you can make that to know each week that I've got my assignments ready and then I can just kind of mix it up is such a great idea, especially for moms that are in their postpartum journeys and they just don't have the brain capacity to think about mixing it up. Exactly. Yeah. And you can plan for flexibility too. So you can plan, okay, this is going to be takeout night, or this is going to be when, you know, my mom brings over food or, you know, you get to Wednesday night and you're not in the mood for whatever you had planned. That's okay. You know, this is, this is all designed to make nutrition and make eating a little bit less stressful. And so giving yourself that flexibility to pivot when it's needed, um, that that's really important too. Yeah, I love that. And I mean, even on a, a personal level for myself, like I was always somebody, I, I enjoy eating healthy. I know it makes me feel good. So that's what I like to do. My husband is the same way. But we both always felt like we had to come up with these like great recipes every single week. And then as we've kind of progressed and like now that I've been pregnant and he and I work opposite hours from each other, we hit this place where we're like, what? you don't need to do all that. You can still eat healthy, but it doesn't need to be some crazy menu and it it doesn't need to be a different thing for every day of the month. You know, it can, it can still be simple and it can still be enjoyable. Exactly. Yes. It doesn't have to be complicated. I love that. Yeah. So you share on your page too, a lot about like thriving in postpartum. So you've given so many great tips. What would you say would be like your number one tip to a mom that's entering postpartum or maybe they're already in postpartum and struggling? Like how do we get that feeling like we're thriving in postpartum? Yeah, that's a great question too. So yeah, my practice is called Thrive and Bloom Nutrition. So I talk a lot about how we can, you know, go from just feeling like you're you're surviving and just getting by to feeling more confident and and really thriving. And I think the the important thing to know about that is that even moms who are thriving in postpartum have days that are hard, that that they don't feel like they are. So just because you have some of those days doesn't mean that, you know, you aren't thriving. Postpartum is hard. And it's just like, that is a fact. And I think acknowledging that is helpful so that women going through it don't feel like they are alone and that they are, you know, abnormal for having hard days. Um, so keeping that in mind, but if, if you are kind of getting to that that stage and that feeling where you know every day is impossible and you feel like you are really you know not feeling good and you are struggling then knowing that it is okay to to seek support that there are resources out there and you know like we said earlier that it's it's not selfish it, that i feel like there's you know so much stigma on the being the selfless mother and you know putting everyone else's needs first and knowing that taking that time taking that action investing in yourself and in your health that is going to be the way that you can give your all to your family to your work to whatever you know uh whatever things are important to you and so yeah just kind of having that 
um, ability to, to take that reflection and say, okay, I, I know I need help and that's okay. And, and taking that first step to, to reaching out and getting that support. I think that's where, um, yeah, that's, that's how we start making that progress. And it, and it is a progress and uh, a process rather, um, that, you don't go from, you know, feeling miserable to feeling great the the next day. It's, it's a slow build and you've got to learn the tools and the strategies, um, but we can improve things. Uh, and I think, you know, knowing that it's possible is really empowering. And I love that you touched on like that stigma of being a selfless mom that, you know, it's almost awarded when it's like, you know, I'm hustling and I'm grinding and I have no time for myself and, but the baby's great. And I like that you're encouraging moms to kind of take a step back and say, but what about me? And realizing that connection between your own self-care and what you're able to put in for the baby, but also as they get older too, you know, kind of modeling for them how important it is that I have to take care of me so that I can show up for you too. Yeah, that's a huge point. Also, I I hear it a lot. And one of the main reasons that a lot of women finally, you know, take the jump to say, okay, now I'm going to focus on my nutrition is for that role modeling piece. And knowing that, you know, they want to demonstrate the healthy lifestyle that they want for their kids. So whether that means, you know, knowing how to put together balanced foods or, you know, the relationship with food and, you know, not feeling guilty for having desserts and, you know, being able to not diet. And Mm -hmm. so there's so many different pieces that I think come to the forefront postpartum. Once you have, you know, your children there and you're starting to think about what goals you have for them and their health and starting with yourself, whatever goals you have for the way you want them to go about their lives in terms of nutrition or eating or healthy lifestyle, it starts with you. And so thinking about, okay, how can I nurture that in myself? Uh, that's going to be the best way that you can set that up for them later on. And it's such a, it's a more sustainable approach for yourself too, because it's not this crash diet. It's not this restriction. It's something that you're setting yourself up that you can do no matter what twists and turns life throws at you. It's just kind of part of your normal. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest thing because postpartum, well, I don't think any time is time for a diet, but postpartum especially, you don't, you do not need to be spending your uh, valuable time, the limited time that you have counting calories or tracking things or, you know, trying to avoid foods that you actually really enjoy. And so finding this, you know, more freeing way of eating that allows you to eat foods that you love, but is also thinking in terms of, you know, the nutrient value and supporting your body with foods. Um, there is that middle ground. And so I think, you know, that balance that, that isn't restrictive, but still supports your health is, you know, a really great place to be. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really, I'm excited for listeners to hear this podcast because I think that, For anybody, but for moms specifically, you know, that are pressured with that bounce back mentality, it's going to be, I think, so freeing for them to hear like, no, you don't need to diet and you can have that cookie, but you can also still be healthy. Like Mm -hmm. for them to just kind of give themselves that, that grace and to hear that it's, it's okay. And it's actually encouraged. I think, 
it's just going to take a lot of pressure off. Yes. And that's, you know, that's what we want for postpartum when there's so much pressure from every angle and, you know, always questioning yourself whether you're doing the right thing uh, or whether what you're experiencing is normal to know that you're, you're not alone in this and that, you know, there is no such thing as, as eating perfectly as the perfect postpartum diet. We can do things to, to help enhance it and we can do things to make sure it's supporting your individualized needs. Um, but there, there is no, there's no perfection to strive for because it's just not, it doesn't exist. Right. Right. Well, as we wrap up, why don't you share where people can, can find you? Cause like you said, everybody's journey is so different. And I, I swear I've like bookmarked so many posts from you because you do have so many great, like general things that go for all moms, but a lot of like specifics too. Like, Hey, if you're struggling with this, here's this. So I'd love for you to share like where people could find you. Yeah, for sure. So on Instagram, I'm at postpartum nutritionist and my website is thriveandbloomnutrition.com. So those two are probably the best ways to find me. And yeah, send me a message, reach out, connect. I love meeting new people. Well, thank you so much for coming on here today. This was such a valuable conversation. Okay, thank you so much for having me. It was great. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Health Without Limits podcast. You guys know that I appreciate your support more than anything and really love having this outlet to just share my voice too. Don't forget to reach out to me on social media so that we can connect. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Both of those will be in the notes section of this episode. I'll catch you guys in the next one.